Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, y'all, and welcome to this week's edition of The Classroom, starring myself, Double K. You know I bring it right, right here with the dual O'Malley or Swab, depending on the week. So y'all tune in and listen to what this week's hottest debate topics are, right here on 4 Aces Presents. Hey y'all, hey y'all, hey y'all, what's up, what's up, what's up? It is me once again, Double K. Sorry we missed last week. I had some technical difficulties that I had to get through, and um, we are not trying not to deal with them again this week, but hey, (laughs) things happen. Uh, But I've managed to get here on the line, the one, the only, Miss O'Malley. What is up? So, and we're here to talk about some of the, well, I'll say some of the hottest topics in sports. Um, you know, we, we can start out with what we were just hollering about, which was uh, this, this year's NCAA tournament. I want to say all the, almost, have all of the number one seeds been, been eliminated? No. Um, UCLA is still in it. And I, I hate that I just had to admit that. Um, sorry. Um, I'm not sure who all is left right now. That's the biggest one I know right now is still in it is UCLA. And they almost got took out yesterday. Yeah. They won by, I think, one point in our second game. 
Let's see. It's, We're going to do a I mean, Kansas coming down. What's up? Okay. All right. Kansas getting freaking knocked out by Arkansas. Man, I when I saw that one, like, I, I'll be honest with you. I was kind of glad I didn't put in a bracket when um, – when I started seeing all the all the upsets, I was like, yeah, "Yeah, like I definitely would have been wrong, like almost right off the bat." Uh, no, Alabama's still playing. Okay, so Alabama is still in. Yep. Go on. And 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 Houston's still in. Well, UCLA and Houston's still in. Yeah. And UCLA and Texas and. Any other UCLA and Texas so far are the only number two teams to so I mean this is insanity. You know. Hold on one second. Absolute insanity. Yeah, I would. Yeah, yeah, I would say like Dickie V would be having. Well, is having a ball with these ones. But what? Okay, so we got Princeton making it to the Sweet Sixteen, which was a major upset, beating I guess the number two seed out of the South, and then beating Missouri. Because doesn't fifteen play two, six and sixteen plays one? Yeah. So they knocked off the number two seed. Who? Arizona. Wow. Mhm. Wow. Yeah. They were Arizona was one of the first ones to fall. And then you get it looks like everybody else is around about was Furman that? upsetting Virginia. Yeah, yeah. I said Furman upsetting Virginia. Like anybody ever heard of that goal? <laughs> <laughs> they they've been in a couple of NCAA <laughs> tournaments. I'm I know, but like, <laughs> who y'all lose to? Uh, and then uh, Fairley Dickerson knocking off Purdue. Now, now, they're, now they're just making up cool names. Now they're just making them up. <laughs> uh, Seriously. Oh. oh, they oh they they play to get into the Sweet Sixteen tonight. Four forty-five against FAU. Uh, I don't know. I just think that it's it's the same thing that happened with the Olympics. Once they started letting um, NBA players in, then the world started getting started doing things to get a little better. So by the time we got to the uh, to the like Kobe, LeBron James age, uh, USA Team USA's the world had gotten a little bit better. You know what I'm saying? Like the, the foreign players that came to America were going uh, to play in the NBA. were now going back to their countries and taking knowledge with them about how to play the Americans and the world right. caught up for a few years. And then well, somehow we was up. One has to wonder, one has to wonder too, if this doesn't 
also like the level of play now that they've changed, you know, when they change the NBA rules back again about who can enter into the draft and who can't, like, you know, you've got, you've got kids going to school now or staying places longer because, because of that. But, man, this has just been nuts. Insane. Like, this is a, I think this is the biggest upset that there's been. I mean, it makes sense, though. I think we're starting to see because we've seen some pretty big games come out of some pretty small schools, right? So now it's it's almost like we're starting to see some of those smaller schools that were able to get some of those bigger names are starting to develop more as programs. 100%. Like, uh, like Davidson. Like Davidson had their mm-hmm. little run with Steph Curry. They went a few. They went to the NCAA, NCAA tournament a couple of years after that, and now they've just kind of faded. Like the only reason why people remember Davidson is because Steph Curry is relevant. Right. Right. Other than that, it'd be like Davidson who, and I, I, I bet you half of the fans in basketball probably still don't know where he went to school at. I'm not being heard. Sorry. I specifically remember the Davidson run because that was the run that made me say on one of the extremely early episodes of West Coast Bias uh, that if if the Warriors were to draft Steph Curry, he was going to bring them championships. Uh, I thought it was going to be alongside Monte Ellis, but I didn't know that there was a Clay Thompson coming down the pipe. So, uh, but yeah. I think a lot of us thought it was going to be against be with Monte Ellis. Like. All right, so let's transition that since since we are talking Steph into a little um, talk about Warriors basketball, um, and the Warriors sit right now what I believe in the eight seed in the play in, or the seven seed in the play in, uh, sitting at five hundred. But yeah, they had been at five, but yeah, this they, team literally are, cannot. Buy a win on the road. Nope. I don't understand it. I don't yeah. get it. It it worries me. Yeah, we're at seven right now. Yeah, we're at seven right now. The only thing that makes me feel any kind of better about that is the fact that the Lakers are down at eleven. Yeah. Well, the the only thing that makes me semi. <laughs> Well, how far how, how far out are we of the of the fifth seed? Or are they? We oh we 
literally were neck and neck for six and fifth. What killed yeah. us was that loss to the Clippers. Right. That was what really did it for us. Because it goes, Clippers are at 37 and 34. Mavs are at 36 and 35. And right now we're at 36 and 36. Uh, we need to get our shit together. Like and 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 people fail to realize when they're mocking the Warriors uh, for this current slide that the Warriors are missing pieces too. Yeah. You know, GP two. And, and mock us now. We'll remember that when the time comes. Yep. Receipts will be given. For sure. Yep. But I mean, we. So we've got we have two more away games right now at Houston. Dallas, and then we come back for a four-game stretch against the Sixers, the Timberwolves, the Pelicans, the Spurs. Then we go to Denver, back home against the Thunder, and then we end the season with away games at Sacramento and Portland. So... It really, really could. Oh, I mean that—that's a—that's a good preparation streak if we can, if we can get something turned around, get our our guys back healthy, uh, stop focusing on all the drama and all the rumors and what is and isn't going on. And I wish people would stop posting and perpetuating those rumors because if Wiggins and his family wanted people to know what was going on, they would let everybody know. Leave the man be. Thank you. Leave him be. Okay, don't be posting something and making a comment. Oh, oh, his girlfriend's come out and said against me. I don't care if she came out and said it was true. Unless somebody is putting it out there, there is no, I mean, this is damaging stuff. Like, Leave the man and his family be, because Lord only knows, only him and his people know what's really going on right now. And I imagine some people are going to feel like really shitty fucking humans when this all comes wash. I'll say this. No, they won't, because that's why they, they are shitty yeah. human beings. And shitty human beings never feel like shitty human beings about shit that they should. Like, like they, they're just true. shitty human beings. So they, they won't feel like that because that's what they normally wake up to every day. But they do got to look themselves in the mirror and admit to themselves that they were shitty people. But will they? Probably not. Shitty people very no. rarely ever do. Um, but in, in turn, yeah, like, like leave Wiggins alone. Let, let, his, let him have his peace. Hopefully he makes it back to us at some point. He's a critical piece of us doing, of us doing something special again this year. Um, him GP two like. Here's the whole thing about it. Everybody's talk. I've seen a lot of play people like NBA groups, so on and so forth. They pile on, uh, recently because the Warriors are 36 and 36. Oh, see, this proves that last year was just luck. Da-da-da-da. But they never acknowledge the fact that this team has not been healthy. This ent- a whole team this whole season. If it's not one player, it's another. If it's not, not another- lower than we are right now is actually a huge testament to this team. 
Amen. It's a test of the fact like that we're... 30... Just... Go ahead. It's like this. It's perfection or nothing. Right? It's like, I don't give a fuck how we get there as long as we get there. When, when you're... Te- because we've seen teams go undefeated and lose on the biggest stage. I mean, we even have that with, with us. Uh, you know, we all know my feelings that, that we shouldn't have lost that season and had things transpired differently, but I'm also not going to sit here and make that excuse. But still, it's – we – I don't – you know, it's not about how you get there. It's about what you do once you're there. Because you got to get there first. But that's only the beginning. And and they're hanging around you know, in that area. Tom Brady how it feels to go undefeated and lose the Super Bowl. Yeah, true. Yeah, and 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 here's the thing about it. I think with this particular team, when everybody's in their role, that insta chemistry is just hard to beat. And that's the problem right now. Is you got people playing out of their role, people who have not learned their role yet, like Jonathan Kaminga and, Mo, and Mar- Marcus Moody. And by the way, if you got anything to say on that Wiseman trade to uh, Detroit, like that was, oh, I'm, I'm a little bit mad. Like I'm not saying I'm mad because he's doing well over there. I knew he was going to do well. I'm just mad he didn't end up fitting into the Warriors, uh, whatchamacallit, the same way that he, you know, the same way that he's fitting in over there. Well, and you know what, though? I also respect the Warriors enough for also at the same time giving him that opportunity to do that because he wouldn't be having that same moment, I don't think, here just because of just the dynamics of the team and, and getting to go somewhere where he's a bigger fish in a smaller pond versus, you know, a mid-sized fish in an ocean. Yeah, 100%. Like, love the dude. I was, like I said, I didn't know whether or not he was going to fit into Steve Kerr's system. I, the way I figured it is when we draft, when they drafted him was that he had enough raw talent that Kerr could mold it to fit our system. Kind of like what they did with JaVale McGee. Yeah. You know, but JaVel McGee was a little more seasoned yeah. when he got here. You know, but I figured after a couple of years, they could mold him into something like a JaVel McGee type, just a little bit better of a score. And that just never came to fruition. Yeah. Unfortunately. But, I mean, that's what happens, though. That's the risk you take. And I don't think they necessarily yeah. got back value for him but i think his value diminished the less the 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 more that he became injured the less he the less he played the his his value became diminished i would like to have seen them getting getting a number one back but that wasn't gonna happen yeah definitely all right so on that note we're gonna go ahead and stop Take a quick break. We're going to come back and talk <laughs> a little. And I'm not laughing at. I'm just laughing at the at the pure irony of the whole situation. What am I talking about? I'm talking about Jimmy G is now a Las Vegas Raider. We'll get to that after the break. You're listening to First Gen X's Presents, the classroom featuring O'Malley right here on Spreaker.com. Uh, 
catch you after the break. Peace. Hey guys, it's Double KK Double here. I'm here to bring you the new weekly schedule Monday through Friday for this wonderful network, the new rebranded First Gen Xers Radio Network. Hope you guys have been enjoying classic episodes from the Four Aces Presents Radio Network, um, which turned into First Gen Xers. We still have some of the same great shows, uh, but this time it's just with a more gamer type twist. Now, let's get to the classic episodes Monday through Friday right here on Four Aces or First Gen Xers Radio. Sorry, I got that wrong. West Coast Bias opens us up at 12.30 in the morning with new episodes Monday through Friday, or new classic episodes Monday through Friday. We follow that up now with Now versus Then, uh, episode, classic episodes at 3 a.m. At 6.30 a.m., we follow that up with Double K's Classroom, a half hour of sports magic for you, uh, new daily there, and then a classic episode of KD5P, the same show that you can hear here every week on Saturday nights at 8. And then that's at 7.15 a.m. and 9.45 a.m. We then move on to NVT Deuce Classic. Um, and that precedes the 1 o'clock Cheap Pop Podcast Revisited episode uh, Monday through Friday. And then we have West Coast Bias Revisited. Uh, it's the it's the replay of the morning episode, 3 a.m. morning episode at 3.30 p.m. A replay of the 7.15 a.m. KD5P at 5.45 p.m. A replay of the Now versus Then Classic from 3 a.m. at 8.15 a.m. And we close the day with another strong episode of Double K's Classroom at 11.30. So I hope you guys continue to listen in, tune in, and see what's coming. Because we got a lot more going right here on the first Gen Xers Radio Network. Peace. And I'm back. This time I'm here to bring you the Saturday lineup for right here on First Gen X's Radio Network. Again, thank you for listening in. The Saturday lineup opens up at 12:30 a.m. with Brick House, then followed up by two at 2:45 a.m. with Reality Radio Classic. We then move on to 5.30 a.m. where we see Ms. Optimism bring one of her classic episodes right here to First Gen Xers Radio Network. 8 a.m. sees the sidebar uh, return with a classic episode every Saturday. And 10.45 sees Dirty Talk 101 with that girl Essie. 115 on Saturday sees a, sees Mr. Deacon's experience get revisited. Classic episodes of Mr. Deacon experience. And then 4 p.m. sees the Raw Impact Unleashed. Or, uh, yeah, Raw Impact Unleashed <clears throat> on Saturday and Sunday. And then at 6.30 p.m., we have a one-hour condensed episode of Dirty Talk 101. And then uh, the last episode of the night would be me here live at 8 p.m. on Saturday with KD5P, a brand new episode every week. So be sure to tune in to those episodes on Saturdays every week right here on the Forest Presents Radio Network. And next up, we will have the Sunday episodes. Peace. And last but not least, we do the Sunday lineup for First Gen Xers Radio. And 
it opens again, just like on Saturday, with Brickhouse 2.0 Classic. A uh, new episode from the Sunday episode. Read Alley Radio checks in at 2.45 a.m. Um, and then we go to Ms. Optimism Classic at 5.30 a.m. Followed by the sidebar again at 8 a.m. Dirty Talk 101 at 10.45 with Essie and the girls. girls. And then we have the Mr. Deacon Experience at 1.15. Followed by a live edition of The Classroom featuring either Double K, um, O'Malley, Suave, The Duel, or some combination thereof uh, debating the hottest topics in sports today. Then we'll have at uh, 4.20, <laughs> 4.20, uh, the uh, new episode of Raw Impact Revisited. Then you have Dirty Talk 101, um, a replay episode from earlier in the day from the 10.45 episode, AM episode. And then Mr. Deacon Revisited, which is a replay at 8.30, which is a replay of the 115 episode of Mr. Deacon on Sundays. Then we get back to Mondays. So I want to thank you guys real quick and tell you that you can also find us at the First Gen Xers Facebook page. You can also find us at First Gen Xers on Twitter, and you can always also find us at First Gen Xers, the fan page on Facebook. You can find me personally at Double KK Double on YouTube, Double KK Double on Twitter, or the Double KK Double Network Facebook page. Thanks for tuning in, and thanks for listening in. On to the next episode. Peace. Now, what were you saying is the bigger story than 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 Jimmy to uh, uh, Vegas? Um, well, I mean, Jimmy, Jimmy, his big welcome to the the bunny ranch. Um, it's the Waller trade. Yeah, that I can agree makes there. sense to me because last week you're saying like he's a huge part of what we got going on moving forward. Uh, if you miss, because you're putting him up for a trade. Okay, but they didn't even get shit for him. They got like a third round pick. They gave up like a bag of chips. They gave they gave him up for a bag of chips and a nickel. Which really leads you to believe that this ownership, this coach, this management is super fucking emotional. Because I mean, the first thing to come. Now, after all of that, was McDaniel's was butt hurt that he wasn't invited to the wedding, you know, and all that stupid shit that's going on. People just keep their personal lives out of sports. That would be wonderful. It makes no—I mean, it makes no sense though. Like it just—it doesn't. Just what fifty-two million dollar contract wasn't it? Something like that. Yep. Yep. Giving him. Like, I, I don't, I don't get it. And I still don't get all the people who are fucking butthurt that Carr went to, to New Orleans. Like, he did the Raiders shady. How about if the Raiders hadn't fucked him over in the end, he would have probably ended on different terms. And here's, and here's my thing. Here's my thing with the whole, with the whole Jimmy G thing is surrounding Carr is that I wouldn't call him a massive. Some people would, but, uh, He's definitely Jimmy. No offense to Jimmy, he's a step he's a step down from from where they were at <clears throat> at the quarterback position with Carr. Because I think Carr is like a year or two, like a good year or two away from basically be considered like top ten, top five quarterback in the league, like elite level. 
He just got to have the right pieces around him. Hopefully, maybe in New Orleans, he'll be able to show that. You know, shoot, that's where Drew Brees went to show it. So, at least it's in the right place. Yeah, you know, but but uh, Jimmy, like I said, Jimmy can win them some games, but it all really is going to depend on two things: their O line. Their O line's got to stand up because that was one of the things that kept Jimmy successful outside of the times when he moved out the pocket and got his ass injured. Um, the offensive line, Trent Williams took care of his ass. The Raiders have a decent offensive line, but they definitely need to, they, they definitely going to need to step up with him back there because he needs time to throw. Um, if they don't move Devontae Adams, which shit after moving Darren Waller, who knows? Um, then he'll at least have a good, uh, a, one of a top flight receiver to throw to. Now, I think that they, especially after getting Jimmy G, you should have kept Darren Waller, but I've heard rumors that they're supposedly looking for old-ass Mercedes Lewis to come back and be a, yes, I said old-ass, uh, to be the starting tight end, I guess. Uh, um, I don't hasn't, know. He, uh, hasn't he been out of the league for, like, a couple years? Yep, but it's looking like both the Jets and the Raiders are trying to bring him in. I think that was part of the Waller show. Why? Was, I don't know. Why? There, there aren't enough There aren't enough out there already who have actually been plot Like, this doesn't make any sense. And here's the thing about it. If I had to name, like, the top five tight ends in football That's over the past incredible. few years, Waller would be on that list, Kittle would be on that list, Kelsey would be on that list. Okay. Where is all about opinion, but they the, all three of them would definitely Mercedes make the list. Lewis wasn't even on my, Mercedes Lewis wasn't even on my list when he was playing. Playing when he was actively playing, yeah. Like, but but I'm saying you had Darren Waller, and you saw how Jimmy and George Kittle clicked, and somehow you decided that what him and Waller weren't going to mesh. Like, you give him a target like but Waller. Why, and what's up? That's why that's why I I feel honestly why that Waller trade was more per- personal than anything. Because nothing else, at least how we're seeing it right now, makes any kind of sense. It doesn't. Not after you just gave nope. him that fat ass contract, not for getting freaking peanuts for him after that. Like it it just doesn't make any kind of sense to me. Only thing I could think of is it was a salary dump. Why? I don't know, considering you've already saved money by signing Jimmy G at the quarterback position and removing yeah. releasing Carr, you saved $20 million. So why do you need to save any more money by moving Waller? I, I just, like I said, I, I don't get it. And I, I feel like there's other I feel like there's other ways that they could have other places that they could have done that if that was the case. But it's like, got a new quarterback coming in. Don't you want to set him up like, like, it's, like as flush as possible? And it feels like they're not doing that. It's like, until you know what you're going after, this is what you have right now. Grass is only greener over there because it's AstroTurf. Fuck. <laughs> um, but, well. You know, who, you know who Jimmy G reminds me of, though? Who's a that? Lot and, and has just gone a little bit farther than this 
guy ended up going, but like that whole that that attitude, the he reminds me of Matt Liner coming out of USC. Yeah, yeah. That's, I his, feel. that's where where his head is not in football. It's in that pretty boy freaking wrapped up in his own persona thing. And I mean, I could be wrong. One hundred percent. I could be wrong. We could just be seeing, you know, what he puts on for people. But, I mean, if the shoe fits. But we'll that bitch see. Up. I don't know how good of a combination Jimmy G and Las Vegas is going to be. But, you know, I've been voicing, we've all been voicing those opinions before they even moved the team there. And what happened within a couple of years there we've already had players arrested killing people driving drunk like like y'all didn't see this coming it's crazy yeah i mean yeah. you know <laughs> the grizzlies are just lucky that there's a basketball team there mm. I, i'm just i don't know i don't know what's going on in vegas but it's gonna be an interesting train wreck to watch because uh, me and Steve, or me and Suave, were talking about it, and we go, and uh, me and him were talking about it, and he goes, I just kind of wish they had kept Stidham. And I was like, now that's the interesting story to me there. Stidham said, instead of fighting, instead of uh, competing with Jimmy G for a starting position, I'm going to go to Denver and sign a three-year contract where I know I'm going to be Russell Wilson's backup. Like, Huh? It made no sense to me. Being a backup for a good quarterback has worked out really well for a few specific quarterbacks. I don't know if I would equate Russell Wilson to be up there in the the caliber of, you know, a a Joe Montana or a um, fucking Brett Favre, you know, like, like that. But there have been some amazing quarterbacks who had the fortune of being drafted by a better team and even though they didn't play right away, ended up having a better career for me. I mean, true. Very true. also that Aaron Rodgers would not be the quarterback he is right now if he had gone to the 49ers. He would have played right away probably, but he wouldn't have been able to develop the way that he did. He would have gotten thrown from the frying pan into the fire. Yeah, yeah. I I think eventually, probably about the same time that Alex Smith did. I think at that point in his career, if if at that point with Aaron Rodgers, they let's say they draft Rodgers instead of Smith, and everything goes exactly how it went. I think I think his success arc would have started around the same time that Alex Smith did when Harbaugh got there. Because I think what Harbaugh well, got and there. The problem- he would have known what to and do the with, problem with that. Unfortunate. Yeah. That's, I, I don't disagree with that. Then he would still have one of the problems. I feel like Alex Smith did have was that by the time he did finally start coming into his own, he had already wrapped up some pretty serious injuries. Very true. But here's, so okay. it's like, it, you bring me back to an original point that I made uh, when talking about Alex Smith over or Aaron Rodgers over Alex Smith. Between the two, I, I, 
I vividly remember having this conversation. I vividly remember watching them in college. Aaron was more pro ready. Aaron was coming out. I can't think of the guy's name. He had been. He was a head coach, Jeff something that, uh, for Cal for years. Jeff Tedford. <laughs> yeah, no. He was coming out of Tedford system. He he. But the the difference between in Smith. Fact, I think he was Tedford Glass. Yeah, very he true. Was Tedford Glass. In, in, but that was what that was part of what made him such a great quarterback. And, uh, but I think and he's and, really the last great quarterback that Cal had, to be honest. Yep. One hundred percent. The only Sorry, quarterback Josh. that we've had that's made any noise in since that since Rogers has been Jared Goff. That's that's it. Um, and that was. Ain't, that ain't much to brag about. Uh, well, I'll say, but yeah. um, but Aaron, but no, I think that Aaron, so A, that he was coming out of a more pro-ready offense, and B, Aaron knew how to move the pocket a little bit better than Alex Smith would do. Alex had mobility, but he needed a good offensive line. I think that Aaron could have made it work with who they had, and and they just needed to draw up more stuff where he was moving moving the pocket more. I don't think that I don't think that Aaron succeeds in those first few years because the Niners coaches from Mike Nolan to fucking Chip Kelly or not Chip Kelly was after Harbaugh. Sorry. Uh, but from Mike Nolan to, uh, I can't remember. Oh, Mike Singletary. I don't think the Niners really had a solid head coach during Alex Smith's like first seven no. years. No, I, I agree with that. I, I definitely agree with that. And that's also, that's the biggest reason, honestly, that I feel where, Aaron Rodgers did get that benefit, right? Because of of coaching, and I'm not saying necessarily saying it's just because of Green Bay Green Bay's coaching with all that. It's just more that it wasn't as shitty as the situation that was going on in San Francisco at the time, you know. So and, and the, yeah, <laughs> you know. So I mean. And there's there's also a lot of people in, in Rogers has talked about this himself of the chip that not getting picked by the Niners put on his shoulder. And there's a possibility that had he gotten chosen by the Niners like he had wanted, he wouldn't necessarily have that same fire. You know, there there is something to be said. I mean, look look at Tom Brady. I hate to say this. But look at where he was picked in the draft. And again, he really should take Charles Wilson and the Raiders for his career, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> true. True. They they had they played a role in it. Well I'll say he uh but speaking of Rogers, the, the latest news is now that Green Bay and the Jets are trying to work out a deal now that the Diva has decided that he was willing to go play for the Jets. But um, you know, some are laughing at the fact of how of how the trajectories of Favre and Rogers' careers have have gone in such similar ways. I mean, it, the only way it would have gone more similar is if he had gone to Minnesota first. You know, like yeah, like I don't know, and then and then this whole wish list. I mean, thing, if people didn't realize who Brett was then like did it really take until like the the payroll scam to realize who he was like now now they need to put Brett Favre I mean, in that I get it I, I get it they players get over 
over, they want to fuck over who fucked them over. Yeah? I mean, careful who you step on on the way up there. The people are going to have to be back up on your way down. I'll say it like this. Favre, uh, if it wasn't Favre, I believe he was in this movie. I believe he played one of, and it's ironic that, that you're uh, talking about that because he, he got in the movie Unnecessary Roughness starring Scott Bakula in Sinbad. Mm-hmm. Brett Favre plays the quarterback for the penitentiary squad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, Brett, Brett, Brett. Anyway, <laughs> but uh, but yeah. A-Rod, look, man, I'm glad you made a decision and all, but but look, this we whole wish. Care. Yeah, we exactly. really don't care. I, I, and, and, like, why are you such an asshole that you really stole the shine from some people who really deserved it at that time? Instead of celebrating people making history in the Super Bowl, people were focused on what your fucking decision was. Like, you're the freaking LeBron James of football. Seriously. Nobody fucking cares. Really, because by the time you've made your decision, we're all so fucking over it that it doesn't even matter. Good for the Jets. Who the fuck cares? Yes. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, that's the narcissism, though. Like, the, you are that important that you are holding the news cycle hostage. It's crazy. Oh. Yeah, yeah, and then, and then, yeah, no. anyway. And it I, literally I was the same thing Favre was doing towards the end of his career. Exactly. Is he going to retire? Is he going to go to another team? Where's he going to go? Is he going to stay? Is he going to do this? I don't know. Is he going to turn into a fucking pumpkin? Who fucking cares? Just another old fucking white dude past his prime that thinks that everybody should give to half the shit and worship the ground he walks on. No, thank you. Amen to that. Amen to that. This this man has held us hostage long enough. But um, now this free agent period went kind of weird. Like there were a bunch of people that just landed on other teams that I was like, huh? Like I want to yeah. say I want to say they franchise tag Tony Pollard, but Ezekiel Elliott will no longer be a Cowboy. I was like, what? Fucking Adam Thielen is no longer a Viking. These are like mainstays here. Lamar Jackson may not be a Raven. Yeah, you know, that's that's an instance where I actually feel bad for him. I seriously feel like they're kicking him around. Point blank and simple, they just like, need to pay that man. That's what they, exactly, pay him. He has earned it. Pay that fucking man. If you don't, someone else will. What they've done, what they've done is that they've made it so that nobody will really be gung-ho about going to getting them. If they let them go as a free agent and just try to match whatever a team plays, then that would be if they put uh, the franchise tag or he wouldn't be able to talk to other teams. Or if they let him go as a restricted free agent, he could uh, he, he they can match any offer, right? They don't want to do that. So what do they do? They put him on a non-exclusive tag. Why? Because if they get if anybody signs them to a contract bigger than they can give them, they have to give up two first round picks on top of all that money in order to uh, solidify the deal. Yeah, 
they're greedy as fuck. It's, it's bullshit, if you ask me. Like, I... And what really sucks is, like, here you have not only a great football player, great quarterback, who's done a lot, but he's also an amazing role model for the kids of Baltimore. Like, it's more than just football. Like, these are human lives that you're playing with. And it, it no, it, they don't, but then they wonder, like, then people get mad when, when players turn around and, and look out for themselves. And they forget these things that go on. And the other thing that sucks, too, though, is, like, this isn't what the fans want, either. The fans are saying, pay the fans. Yep. And we all understand it's a business. I, I don't. Yeah. But it's when somebody. And I mean, I think Mark Davis is reading this, right? With the, the tweets that he had about how it, the stadium never looked like Oakland and blah, blah, blah. Well, what the fuck did you think was going to happen? If you continue to shit on your fucking fans for money, you're going to end up. Um, but yeah, no, it's just a matter of the, it's, it's, yeah, it's a vicious cycle. The, 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 the owners show no loyalty to the players. The players show no loan owner to the, no loyalty to the owners, rightfully so. But the people that end up getting fucked over in all of it are the fans, the fans who invest their time, their money, their effort into supporting this particular team and player. And and their hometown team and the in the player the star player and only for neither one of them to really give about the person that's gen, that's actually bringing in the money which is the the fan in the process of everything. Yeah, and and how many how many people, especially like you know Baltimore fans, same with like Oakland fans, right? Like in in some of these other other teams in areas where like that have been hit bad by the economy. You know, you got fans out there taking, saving up to buy a jersey, saving up to go see a game, and all of this, and make money that they could probably put other elsewhere, but they saved it up specifically for this, and then you turn around and shit on them. You know, there you can't keep doing that stuff and think that your fans are just going to continue falling in line. You're seeing that with the Raiders. 100%. All right, guys, we're going to have to wrap it up there because we got Saint coming on in a little under 10 minutes with his battle. Uh, so I don't want to push his time back. Uh, have, uh, O'Malley, thank you for joining us this week. It's been an amazing pleasure, as it always is. And uh, we'll see you in a couple of weeks uh, when we'll be talking probably some NBA playoffs um, some more NFL offseason news, and as well the upcoming uh, MLB spring training, which has kicked off, and maybe the World Baseball Classic a little bit. So that's it for us here, Forrester Studios. Uh, for tough Forrester, First Gen Xer Studios. Uh, I'm getting used to the name change myself. Uh, y'all, have, y'all have a great day. Peace, love, and happiness. And O'Malley, any last words for him? I mean, it wouldn't be me if I didn't say fuck LeBron.
Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T R Y L I F E M D.com.